Life is just made up of moments. And you have to hold on to them. Because they come and go, they come and go, and they come and go. Because you have to savor every last moment. And for all of you here tonight, all of you watching, this moment right here that you have just been a part of, you have just been a part of history. Make sure you cherish this moment. Because you know what this means? I made history. I'm the first ever to hold the IWGP United States Championship. The IWGP Intercontinental Championship. The IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And now, the IWGP Never Openweight Championship. And that makes me the one real belt collector. And if anybody, if anybody wants to dispute that, you know where to find me. You all, you all know who I am. I'm the last rock and roller. I'm the number one asset in all of pro wrestling. I am the man that single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden. I'm King Switch, baby. I'm the new never open weight champion, and I am the first ever quadruple crown champion. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially Doki, because uh, I think people are starting to wise up that uh, this motherfucker is a bump maniac, and are you going to see him get pinned? Uh, probably. Are you going to see him do something uh, crazy? Yeah, most definitely as well. So yeah, I'd say Doki also has zero fear, so there there it is. He's, he's amazing, and uh, you should check him out. He's great. But yes, this is the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone. I am your host, Luke, or Grumpy2, whichever. And with me, as always, is my co-host, producer extraordinaire, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Luke, and hello to the listeners. Um, so if I'm producer extraordinaire, does that mean I'm pro podcast normal guy? Like I'm like not extraordinary at the podcasting part? No, that's me like saying... You do good projection, and I appreciate that because I don't do this, any. This is what it's like to be friends with wrestlers, by the way. You go like, hey, uh, you know, your match was really good. What, you didn't like my other match? What the hell? You like this one, but you don't like that one? It's like that. But um, I have some exciting news, Luke. Uh, this is really important. I got to get it out right here at the beginning of the show. Right. And I teased it last week. It's something that's been really important. There's been this talk, hashtag forbidden door. The doors are opening. You know, and yeah, it's so that Okada can come to AEW or, you know, Yuji Nagata can wrestle Moxley. I mean, yeah, I guess some people care about that, but I know what you all have been wondering, and it's finally going to happen. Um, I am challenging officially Jordan Clearwater to a rematch. All right. It is it's out there now. It's up to him. You know, it's up to someone to book it, but I want Jordan for number two, and I'm going to go up 2-0. and oh, And you know what, Jordan? I don't care if you've been training in the L.A. dojo with the Japanese wrestling and the kicking and the punching and all that. 
I've been training. Not at all. So I'm going to do really well in this match, and I'm going to beat you for sure. Dude, how could you possibly be bad at wrestling? You've watched thousands of wrestling matches. Yes. And, I mean, everyone knows that no one's worked harder than me on my training. I mean, I did train for like three hours, you know, so I trained a lot one day and, uh, that was really hard. And, uh, you know, I think that, um, I should be an inspiration to all of you out there and maybe one day you could train for maybe, you know, two hours. I don't think you could train for more than that, but, uh, you could try. <laughs> yeah. It's impossible. Like once you hit that three hour mark, it's over. It's just like, all right, you've done your time. Now get in the ring. Uh, you, you good to go. <laughs> You'd think it was that sometimes. <laughs> yeah maybe maybe a yujiro does like three oh. hours i don't know it's not what he's doing for three hours he's doing something i don't know <laughs> i don't want to speculate but yes there are ways that people can contact us and i am going to tell people those ways before mr andy goes hey luke uh, do you remember that there's ways people can contact us <laughs> so <laughs> but yes there are ways that people can do that if you want to send a typed email or a voicey email you can do that never open pod at gmail.com if you like to follow us on the tweety it, it can be uh it can be it is lots of fun can be can be get out it's uh good for a giggle or or just good to share excitement and all that kind of shit so yeah follow us on the tweety it's lots of fun uh, i am at grumpy 2 eb Mr. Andy is at Drusus for tweets, and you could also follow us at Never Open Pod. Usually, one of us is live tweeting on the official Never Open Pod tweety and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Yes, so there is all of that. I don't really have much in the way of news, uh, Mr. Andy, so I won't talk about any. Uh, yeah, except, I, don't think, uh, I don't think there is really, right? No, I'll be checking out. Um, uh, I won't be able to watch it live because I'm going to uh, a wedding. For a on you said that to me. No, no, I'm looking forward to it. He's he's a, he's a good dude. I've known him since high school. He's getting married, and I'm not going to be able to watch it live. So I'll probably watch it not the next day. And by by watch it, I mean like I'll watch the Nagata Moxley thing. But uh, and then Dynamite after that. There's yeah. Yeah, Same news yeah. as last week. Yeah, it's good. It's I'm excited for it. Well, um, I, I'm interested in all that to see what happens. I mean, obviously, we're burying the lead. Of course, there's big news this week. Um, you know, one of our favorites lost and one of our favorites won. And we're going to get into that as we get into the body yeah. of the podcast. But we got a couple uh, couple voicey emails this week. And my God, they were high quality. I don't know, Luke. I'm pretty happy with these voicey emails. Thank you, folks. Yeah. They, they're starting to think they can take over the show or something. I don't know. They're I mean, pretty good. That's less work we have to do. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, you don't have to do any of it. So, I mean, it's like, it's more for me, but less for you. I do remember one night you're having a little trouble with the uh, editing process. A little I said, trouble. I, I didn't want to go too deep into it, but I said to you, is there anything I could do to help? And you, were, and you, were, you must have been like really pissed off because you were like, learn how to edit. And I was like, whoa! I think I'll, uh, I think I'll give him ten minutes or something. Like that. Yeah, it was, it's it's frustrating sometimes. But you know what? I don't give a fuck. 
you know, I want to put out a quality product to you guys. And I know Skype hasn't been perfect. It's made a couple noises in here, but we appreciate you guys sticking through with us. And one day we will improve the recording quality more. And we're always trying to do something, uh, you know, to make this, the place better. But uh, I really enjoyed these uh, voicey emails. Which one you want to hit up first here? Um, let's do the the strong one. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, here we go. Hi, Luke and Andy. This is Ian. You'd said on last week's show that you weren't going to be covering New Japan Strong as the lack of crowd was making it unwatchable for you. I can't blame you for this, but as I've been watching the show, I thought I'd send in my review. The lack of crowd does affect the show, but I just think of it as a dojo showcase, an approach that works especially well this week as the show was centred around the LA Dojo Young Lions. There were three matches on the card, one okay, one good, and one pretty great, and the show got better as it went along. First up, we had the DKC versus TJP. Hey, it almost rhymes. This could have been a very good match if it weren't for two things. First of all, while the DKC has joined the LA Dojo, he's yet to fully embrace being a young lion. I want to see him shave his head and young boy it up a bit. Second of all, his opponent in the match was TJP. TJP is the classic example of a wrestler who's a 7 out of 10 and thinks he's an 11 out of 10. As a result, his stuff looks pretty good and he gives his opponent absolutely nothing which is the opposite of what you want in a developmental match. Next match was a tag with Alex Coughlin and Kevin Knight versus Fred Rosser and Ren Narita. Rosser is everything that TJP isn't. He's a very good wrestler, a generous opponent, and ultimately a good hand in the ring. His back and forth with Kevin Knight was great. Hard-hitting, lots of emotion, working a dynamic of energy versus experience. At the same time, we had a LA Dojo versus Japan Dojo rivalry in Coughlin and Narita. Narita graduated more than a year ago, but the pandemic stopped him moving on as much as he could with his excursion. Hopefully, when things start to reopen, we'll either see him pop up in the Indies or get a proper excursion with someone like Impact or AEW. The main event was a Dojo Captains rivalry. Carl Fredericks is the first graduate of the new LA Dojo, and he was facing Clark Connors, the most experienced member of the current Dojo. This was a hell of a match. Fredericks works a great, powerful heel style and was dominant throughout a lot of the match. Connors fought hard from underneath and kept getting the upper hand. Connors reminds me of Adam Page just before he really broke through, and that's a high compliment. This was the best match of a card, but also the one hurt most by lack of crowd. When Connors was down, there was no one to urge him back to his feet. When Fredericks was dominant, there was nobody to show their displeasure. This meant that what could have been a star-making performance was merely very good. That's a shame, but these guys are the future. Next week, we get a preview of the AEW crossover, as Moxley teams with Chris Dickinson to face Ren Narita and Yuji Nagata. Which sounds great, except I wish they could have flown in Shota Umino to reunite with his master. Thanks, guys. And until next time, will there ever be a better New Japan podcast? No. Never. Hey, Ian, thank you so much for that email. I mean, first of hmm. all, that dude has a fantastic speaking voice. I mean, he's like, I almost fell asleep because it was so soothing. And, uh, and I thought I was listening to, like, British, like, BBC News or something. Yeah. Uh... 
sports critic or something, Mr. Ian, uh, send send your resumes uh, into places that could hire you for that stuff. That was yeah, really good. So also, the <laughs> his his, uh, his review on TJP. <laughs> <laughs> That made me fucking laugh, man. That was funny as shit. But yeah, so uh, for some reason, I thought he was going to do uh, a review on the one that I kind of saw the main event to, and I forgot that there was actually another one on after that. So when he starts reviewing the show, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't remember any of this. There must have been another show happening. So, yes, it's on every week, Luke. Uh, yeah, congratulations, idiot. Yeah, it'll it'll be like a week behind whatever you're listening to because you'll probably listen to this on like Friday and it'll be from the Friday before. But, man, thank you so much. If you want to keep sending those in, those are great. I think his analysis is very good. You know, um, it, it, it's again, it's tough for me because I, I just fucking hate wrestling without a crowd. And so I'm glad that uh, we have a, a quality listener that is intelligent, that has a wonderful speaking voice that can kind of you know, sift through that problem and uh, see the show for what it is. So thank you. I cannot do that because of emotions. Yes. Uh, he has emotions, everyone. Be, be aware of that. Oh, and we swear a lot too, so be aware of that too. Fuck see, yeah. I remembered to do the emails, but I didn't remember to tell everyone that we swore a lot. I don't I think care. people know that now. But they know. <laughs> he really and if they don't that. know, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as Farley would say, fuck them. <laughs> great well uh we got another email right yes we do this was from dave howard yes right. it is well, i always think comes... of him as howard the dave but that's his gimmick on the other show <laughs> uh yes okay so here comes dave's email right now grumpy mr guy thank you for invading my ear holes on the monday that is this Kind of rainy, kind of gross. Mm, weather's not exactly the warmest right now, so uh, having a nice podcast to keep me busy while I'm at work is appreciated. I have heard your cries, and I have a request. Now, I like your characters. I like Outback Tanahashi. I like Master Wado. I like the Burger Dude. You know, Makabe can read a recipe or two. But what I'm going to need from you guys, each one of you, is to pick your very favorite rap song. And then I am going to need a dramatic reading of your favorite verse. Or you can even do the whole song if you want. But I'm going to need it done in the style of your favorite character. If you have to introduce a new character for this, I don't care. But this should give you some stuff to pat out the show. Thanks for all the uh, New Japan recordings and enjoyment. And uh, Doki Choki. So I, I have immediately thought of a, a rap tune. And a uh, good thing for me that it features language that I feel comfortable with reading. Or in a Not reading in a voice. Voice, no. That I feel happy to send to a wrestler that will do that. So... Uh, <laughs> That, yes. that is good. I do like that, but some of it I cannot, uh, you know, sing along to because of the language use. But this one has language that I could say from top to bottom. So uh, I could I, I pulled that out of my butt like straight away. And I told Andy before we started recording, and he's like, what? We're doing that today? Like, oh. 
Shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been busy, dude. And uh, I, right. I need time. I needed time to work on that. So we decided we're going to do that at a, at, on the next episode, which we have some space. So <laughs> yeah. we could be uh, entering the Never Realm for a uh, second time here real soon next week. And uh, maybe we'll get into it at that point because I think that'll be a lot of fun. That is a fantastic idea. And that is exactly what we asked for. Thank you, Dave. This is true, uh, because according to uh, the New Japan schedule, uh, apart from Strong, uh, there's no main New Japan shows until Wrestle Grand Slam in Yokohama Stadium on May 15th. And then we've got some Road 2 shows and shit after that, leading up to the Tokyo Dome show. So, um, I mean, that's a pretty big gap, and... Part of me is like, all right, cool. Uh, gives me time to recharge. Another part of me is like, I'm suffering New Japan withdrawals, motherfuckers. Put your show on the fuck TV so I can watch it. But uh, I'm, <laughs> give me I'm some cool of those house shows, please. Please give me no, some of those house shows. No, me... I, I'm cool with the break. We've, <laughs> we've seen enough of the same goddamn matches over and over again, which we'll get into a little bit, although we got a lot of good things to say. But uh, another man that we know that has good things to say mostly about burgers is Gourmet Burger Makabe. And I understand that he is on hold and wants to join us. Um, I, I'm not sure. Is is he there yet? Are you there, Makabe? Yes. Hey, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Guy. Yeah, that's it. That's I, uh, I have a burger recipe that I have tried. It oh. is – it was uh, – Sent to me by uh, the Aussie dude. I don't remember his name either. And that was sent to him by a person on the Tweety. So thanks, Jay. Now, I, I have eaten this burger now. It is absolutely delicious. It is called the Steve Harvey Burger. Okay. And now just... Makabe, do you know who Steve Harvey is? Uh, he's a guy with a burger, and he settles disputes between families, I, I hear. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get to it. Don't interrupt me again. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. So what's on the Steve Harvey burger? Two all-beef patties, two slices of white cheese, there is no such thing as orange milk, sliced raw onion, pickles, extra mayonnaise, topped with steak fries on a whole wheat bun to keep it healthy. <laughs> so, wow, that sounds pretty great, Makabe. Have you? Are you a fan of French fries on gourmet burgers? I like to dip them into my shakes sometimes, and sometimes I'll open the burger and put some fries in it, but, you know, sometimes there's too much mayonnaise, and I'll eat the fries to kind of scoop it out, and then I'll eat it off the, the fries. So, yes, I like French fries. Yum. Outstanding. That is fantastic, man. <laughs> I love how much you love burgers. It's awesome. He's gone, dude. Oh, he's he, gone. Okay. He's yeah. got a burger to eat, I guess. Well, man, I really like his, money. his description of who Steve Harvey is. That's fantastic. 
Man who settles oh, family disputes, yes. <laughs> so you can you can send in your burger recipes if you want. I mean, if you would like Master Watto to uh, read a poem, you know, send us your poem. Whatever it is, we'll be happy to, uh, you know, have those folks on to oblige. And this is a lot of fun. So thank you to the listeners for this fun shit. This is exactly what we asked for. We love you. Actually, and before we move on, Mr. Andy, uh, Jay also gave us another idea, and I had to write it down because just in case you didn't go through all the tweeties, but it's uh, Master Gato doing a scene from Cats. <laughs> Memory. Well, yeah, I, I, that's, you know, I saw Cats once. I was in like the second row, and I didn't know, not the movie, the, uh, the play or the musical, and I didn't know how fucking weird it was. I had no idea. And I watched it, and at the end, they're like going into space and shit, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Whoever, whoever wrote that, and I just can't remember who wrote it off the top Andrew of my Lord head. Weber. Who, yeah, whoever it's wrote Cats, yeah, uh, was definitely on some Never Realm shit. <laughs> For sure, for sure. I think it's Andrew Lloyd Webber. I know it's. Uh, I think you're right. I just assume it's him. He did. He did everything. So, uh, but uh, I love Phantom of the Opera. You know, I. You know, believe it or not, I've seen almost every major musical except for those fucking Rodgers and Ham- Hammerstein bullshits. I don't see those. Those are fucking dumb. But you know, like West Side Story, saw it. You know, seen a lot of those. Uh, I haven't seen many musicals. I've seen live. I've seen Rocky Horror and. Oh. I did watch the movie Cats that came out like uh, what, last year, and it's fucking <laughs> awful. It's one of my few zeros that I've ever given out. It, it, it is like, but you'll laugh your ass off the whole time. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Like the fun factor is there. It's high. Well, I have a very good idea for what Master Gatto sounds like and uh, what it would sound like for him to, you know, uh, perform a song from Cats, and that, that's definitely something we can do for sure. All right. So there, there it is. I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up shit that I've written notes for. So there we are. Oh, also, Aussie, Aussie fans, uh, hit us up, me up with a DM or something. I'll send you a sticker or something. So do that. Um, I don't think I have anything else uh, except for recommends and, of course, wrestling, uh, yeah. wrestling motherfucking <laughs> So, Which uh, we learned we learned earlier that Don Taco just means like festival, you know. So yeah. this is wrestling festival, motherfuckers. Wrestle fest, and we're at both. I'm just going to get into it. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. All right, wrestling Don Taco night one at Fukuoka Convention Center. It's also uh, anniversaries tonight of both Suzuki Goon and the Book Club. So that's that's nice to know. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And we've got our first match. We've got oh my god! You, 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 I'll just read the lineup, and I already know who's going to lose just by reading the lineup. But we've got Master Wato, Tiger Mask. That's Tiger Mask. <laughs> so <who's> losing? <laughs> Hiroshi Tenzan and Toriyanu versus Dick Togo, Shredder, uh, Yujiro, the Pimp, and Evil. And I really appreciate seeing uh, Tenzan going after Pimpy. So. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's really nice to see him get his ass kicked. It's it's really good, and I, I just thought to myself, he might not pay you back, but he'll have <laughs> your back. 
<laughs> this is you super think, fun stuff. Do you think that he's used Pimpy's services and maybe like Pimpy's tried to collect, but you know, he's just not going to. <laughs> he's on the uh he's on the blacklist now. He's not allowed to <laughs> No. He's not allowed to use those services anymore. But another fun thing we get in this match is we get some shredder versus Wato. Yeah. Which is always really nice. And I liked Tiger versus Shredder as well. Except, like, uh, Shredder just kicks his ass and uh, beats him. So that was good. But I'd say the first match was uh, pretty fun and action-packed. And that's what you want from your first uh, match from a, from a show like this. So, yeah, it's good. It's start. a hot – yeah, this is a hot start, man. The crowd's all fired up. And, uh, you know, Tiger Mask did hit a top rope uh, Tiger Suplex, which was cool. Uh, but, of course, he did eat the pin. And I'm pretty sure he didn't even, like, a Shredder didn't even hit a finish on him, I think. I, I think it was just something. I just like, hey, I kick you, and now I win. Or it could have been Bloody Cross. I'm not sure. I think it might have been Bloody Cross. Just let me be really good for audio and just uh, – Click on results for that same thing. I should have we said, I know it's the Bloody Cross. And then yeah, it is the Bloody Cross. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. All right. So uh, next we've got Sho, Yo, and Okada. Oh, God. Versus El Desperado, Kanemaru, and Suzuki. I missed, mistyped Suzuki's name there, but I'm not dumb enough to read the mispronunciation because I don't want to die. <laughs> also... I also enjoy this match, everybody, because we won't be seeing these six guys. Oh, so there is news uh, involving these six men, but uh, uh, we'll get into it when we start night two of uh, Wrestling Tontaku. And, yeah, I know a lot of cool shit might have, might have happened in this match, but all I could think about as I was watching it was, oh, my God, it's Suzuki and Okada in the, in the ring again. <laughs> Yay! I really loved that. Wasn't for long, but it was enough to get the blood, my blood pumping, and super excited. I love that. And uh, Okada isn't taped up as well, which is a good sign. I like, uh, I like that. Hopefully, he's he's perfectly fine and well rested. Uh, I hear he's going to get a little bit more time to rest as well. <laughs> and we got, uh, <clears throat> I can't remember his finisher's name, but uh, oh, it's called Direct Drive. That's the uh, the new move that Yo does, he does it on Katamaru for the one, two, three. Um, we get Suzuki just trying to murder people. So he tries to he tries to murder Okada and show. It's awesome. I don't know why he's just like I'm gonna kill you now. This is what I do. Um, Okada and Suzuki get kind of never. They start doing some never shit, which is awesome. Yeah. And for some reason, Suzuki's like I'm gonna put holds on you on the outside. Just cause, and he's not doing it to win. He's doing it just to cause pain. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's what he exists for. He's like, I, I want to catch fish and be happy about it, and then cause pain to other wrestlers. It's good. It's like uh, him going fishing. I mean, Suzuki going fishing is like his meditation, and when he finds his center, he realizes that I really like hurting people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go to work tomorrow and just uh. Just beat the fuck out of some fools. And <laughs> man knows what he loves, you know? And I mean, we all will be lucky enough if we could find what we love in life, you know? That's right. Oh, these two favorite things, uh, beating people up and getting beaten up. So uh, 
And then fishing is a, is probably third. And socks. Yes, he does like socks. You ever wonder, you know, if like as soon as that camera's off on some of those videos, he just like puts a fish in a hole. He's like, let me try a grab on this fish, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. See if we can get a cross face on this fish. <laughs> he starts chopping the fish. You know, everyone's got photos of like every like lots of fishermen if they catch like a really big awesome fish they take a photo with it so sure. like and they're hang holding it up so it's like yeah i'm awesome suzuki's like got this mega monster fish and instead of posing with it like that it's laying on the ground and he's got it in like a cross face or something <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got its fins in like a leg lock or something like that instead Suzuki's just got this grin on his face going, yeah, I do fishing good. <laughs> do you reckon he even has to fish or just stands over the boat, looks in the water, and the fish just turn up dead? <laughs> they, just, they just jump in the boat. You know, they're like, fuck it, I give up. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great. All right, so next we've got uh, LIJ versus Empire Trio and the Laundry Champ. Uh, I, it's a good match, but I don't have much to say because that guy's in it. But Hanare getting pinned really pisses me off because I don't like that. And it's by a Carter again without a Connor Bridge. Fuck Sonata uh, yeah. is pretty much all I have to say about that. Uh, he doesn't like Sonata's. I don't know. I don't think he'd be hurt by a loss. Uh, so it's, oh my God. It's like they only want to build up fully two members of the empire and it's really frustrating me because uh it always seems like uh only only Cobb or that guy are allowed to win in when that side wins and uh yeah it just ah anyway <laughs> well it looks like we're headed towards a Cobb versus a bushi um fin- or, uh, feud which we'll talk about here in a second but um this match had some interesting things in it for example um shithead he's in there with with uh shingo he's got shingo down and Cobb tags in and shithead won't leave the ring and he continues to beat down shingo and he's clearly supposed to get out and he won't to the point where Cobb is clearly like hey you want to get the fuck out of the ring now? And he throws his hands up. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Which made me laugh really hard. So shithead's pissing everybody off, you know. Uh, that was great. Uh, we also had an amazing thing happen this match. I mean, most of the time, when you got a, a big guy like Cobb and you got any little guy that's anywhere near him that tries to jump towards him, he gets caught. Well, Bushi landed a top rope uh, a missile drop kick on Cobb without being caught. That was amazing. i never seen that. Um, but the whole thing, like I talked about, where Cobb had to throw his hands up, that killed the rhythm of the match for a second. But luckily, LIJ's in this match, so they just like get it back immediately with all kinds of you know shit going on. Yeah. Overall, though, it's a little offbeat, um, and I don't like Hanari getting pinned. But his reaction to getting pinned was awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just, yeah. I know. I just, I, I liked him. As soon as he came out, I'm like, oh, okay. The sunglasses, are like, all right, cool. But Spiranagi uh, sold me on him for life, I think. And uh, I, I want that. him to do well. Yeah, so uh, I want him to do, to do well, and uh, which means uh, no offense to the juniors, but uh, Empire, uh, you got to get a junior on your team. 
So Hanari loses less. But <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, Juniors. I don't like seeing you guys lose either. But uh, someone's got to lose. And uh, it shouldn't be my boy, Hanari, because he's awesome. That That's is true. all. All right. So uh, singles matches. Oh, my God, Luke. Oh, my ready? God. I feel so lucky to finally get to talk about some singles matches. And, and some of these are good. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, look. This um this match yeah we've got Zack Saber Jr. versus Tonglower. <laughs> if Zack Saber Jr. loses, then the Techers can no longer challenge God for the tag team titles. Uh, and if Tonglower wins, uh, I don't know. Don't Zack Saber Jr. can't challenge for the. Yeah, he's, he's not gonna win. Like you not know, gonna you win. Know. It doesn't matter. Talking to a guy who's had singles matches coming out of his ass versus the guy who's had four. This is his fourth. Yeah, fourth in New Japan, I mean. So it's crazy, though, right? He's only had four singles matches. That's, like, insane to my brain. In the membrane as well. Uh, that's a rap that's song. Not, no, no, that's not the rap song I'm doing. Oh, okay. But, no. But, yes, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tongaloa. And this is Zack Sabre Jr. working his ass off to make Tongaloa look good. And uh, Tongaloa um, being puffed out because he realizes he can't tag anyone, <laughs> I guess. Uh, he's got, I guess he's got the cardio for tag matches. He doesn't quite have the cardio for singles matches. I mean, maybe you should work on that. I don't know. Thankfully, Zack Sabre Jr. manages to pin Tongaloa, which is awesome. But I kind of wish he had tapped him out. Or at least, you know, because the Zack driver... Hit and the ape shit hits people in a certain way, like on the top of their heads. So it was Zach Drive would have been cool too, but that's all right. I'll take the uh, the cru- the uh, crucifix pin. Yeah, it's fine. You got to keep Tonga Loa strong, brother, brother, <laughs> brother. And uh, okay, so if you've seen a wrestler in the corner with another wrestler and he kind of grabs that guy by the head and kind of, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of moving him around. And that other wrestler that's got his head grabbed, he's moving with the guy. And he's like, Oh yeah, you don't have to literally drag me to this other corner. I'll kind of go with you, you know, so we don't, it doesn't look terrible. A Tongaloa is like, nah, man, I'm going to stay right here. And you are literally going to have to drag me across the ring. And, Fucking Zack Sabre Jr. had, but he had enough cardio for both of them, and fucking dragged Tongaloa through this entire match, literally and figuratively, and he deserves all the credit in the world for this. But it reminded me so much of times where, you know, friends of mine that I've been riding with have gotten in the car with me after a rough one and been like, "Oh my God, did you see what so and so made me drag him all over the fucking ring?" <laughs> It's like, like I'm, I'm getting blown up just by you know, just by doing headlocks and shit because the dude won't move with me. And so this was uh, if you go back and watch this again, if you're not like, you know, if you're if you want to know what that kind of match looks like, this is it. And just watch Tonga Loa be out of position. Watch uh, Zack Sabre Jr. have to like talk to him and have to like, you know, give him the eyes and like fucking direct him all over the place. And he has to do it, you know, like I said, by by speaking to him, by giving him looks and physically moving him. And it is fucking hilarious. This made me laugh so hard. I was cracking up. And uh, it's it's decent, but, man, it's not good. And it can't be good. 
Come on, Tongaloa. <laughs> Damn. Come on. I was talking him up a while ago, but I think most of that was just him being impressive in tag matches. Uh, I, 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 I like him. He seems like he'd be a nice guy and stuff. And I'm sorry, dude, for... We just had to shit on you. We just had to. like. It, we it had to ape shit on him. We had to ape shit yeah. on him. You know, that's it. Ape shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love how the commentators say that, by the way. Sorry. I, I love it. It's fantastic. Might have been an insensitive uh, impression there, but that's one of I, my favorite I, moves ever. I love yeah. that move. That particular yeah. pile driver is such a cool move. Uh, somebody posted a video of Bam Bam Bigelow doing it on the internet the other day, and it was just like one of the best ones ever. That move is fantastic. He does it well, but that's all he does. And but quit letting him talk. Someone should post a thing of Bam Bam Bigelow doing the ape shit with the Japanese commentary over the top saying <laughs> ape shit doll like that. That would be fucking funny. I might funny. be able to pull that off, but uh, yeah. we'll see. All right, so here we go. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting pretty we, – we're moving up into yeah, something super fucking fun. <clears throat> uh, I, don't, I, I know there might be people who dislike this, but I lapped it up. Uh, I thought it was super fun, and it was a really good novelty match for New Japan. We got Tai Chi versus Tamatonga, <clears throat> and you can see the danger signs on the ladders. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Okay, New Japan's not fucking around here. They're using real ladders." Dangerous. <clears throat> yeah, none of these fucking gimmick ladders and bullshit <laughs> like that. Yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling. We use real ladders, bitch. Like, <laughs> though, I would have loved it just as much if if the ladders were gimmicked and someone had just had the foresight to go, we can make this cooler and just put fucking stickers on the side. <laughs> it doesn't matter. E- either way, it's awesome, and I'll take it. And my notes are all over the place this match because uh, I, I wasn't taking notes. I was just watching it. I was just like, I want to watch this unfold, but. Uh, <clears throat> I just want to say, like, all right, Tama and Taiji are great fun in this match, but I think there's one little bump machine that kind of steals the show for me, takes some fucking uh, sick-looking bumps. I think one of them was a giant-ass powerbomb by Tongaloa uh, to the outside onto a ladder or something. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, is Doki trying to be, like, New Japan's Mick Foley or something, because this guy's taking, like, crazy bumps all the time. <laughs> well, I have to think to myself, like, if I'm Doki and I'm getting my ass kicked all the time in pins, like, you know, if I'm being booked to lose all the time, I need to do something to stand out and make people go, holy shit, Dok Doki is awesome, and he is. And uh, he's found his niche being uh, a bump maniac, and it's fantastic. And... It's not just baby ladders. We get, like, actually real-sized ladders. So the baby ladders are just for, like, jousting and hitting each other and stuff. You've also got uh, one of the big ladders is, like, kind of adjustable so you can make it long. <laughs> so they do that. And I'm like, okay, these ladders are pretty cool. It's 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 a fun, uh, violent, chaotic mess. Like, you're not going to watch this inspecting, like, ring general masterclass or anything like that and if and who'd want that in a ladder match anyway this is it, it's just really fun stuff of it's funny to me because uh if i was if i was think, using my brain and sometimes i do that i would have had 
Jado interfere in the ZSJ Tonga lower match because if ZSJ loses, they don't get a title shot. Mm-hmm. But who gives a shit? This is for the Iron Claw, bitch. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So you got Jado out here for fucking Tamatonga's side. And of course, you've got Dauki out there for uh, Tai Chi's side. But then you've got uh, Tonga. Tongaloa and Zack Sabre Jr. racing out to help their team as well. So it's it's like a one of those chaotic six-man matches, except there's no DQs because uh, it's a ladder match. So yeah, it's big time. It's big time silly fun, man. And uh, I kind of lo- loved it. You got Tama right at the end. They're both on the ladder, and Tama's going for a gun stun, and he misses it and goes through a ladder or something <laughs> like that or table. And Tai Chi. Picks up the Iron Claw, which is uh, kind of what we wanted to happen. So, yeah. Okay. You got some spots in this. Like, there's yeah. some fun stuff. Like, for example, Tama, Tonga at the beginning, he tries to pin, uh, he tries to pin on Tai Chi, and Chumpy's like, no. <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. Chumpy jumped him out, which was great. <laughs> uh, the, uh, you know, we, we had the run-ins and stuff, and it also uh, Giotto taped Tai Chi in the Jesus Christ pose to the to the fucking uh, um, barricades, and Zack Sabre has to run in to, to save him and stuff. Tongaloa does some stuff. There's, there's all this fun stuff. Awesome, you know, that awesome uh, bump by Doki, like you talked about. Uh, choke slam off the ladder from Tai Chi to Tamatanga. That was the shit. But here's what it's all about. At the very end, these guys are fighting at the top of the ladder. It's an emotional peak of the match. I mean, you're into I was fucking into this, man. Crowd oh is on fire. They're clapping like they, you know, their hands are going to fall off. They're clapping so hard. The failed gun stun through the table. Tai Chi wins, and he gives the iron claw to Chumpy. So then Chumpy can present it to him. <laughs> it's awesome. That made me laugh so hard. And then Tai Chi gets the mic. And he asks, he says it's over now. And he asks that Iska's music would play. And Iska's music plays, and it's this emotional moment, and they retire the Iron Call. And so we will probably never see that thing again. And that was really cool, great way to finally get rid of that thing. And it also has a, a very symbolic thing as well. And that is, this is Tai Chi turning baby face you know, like mm-hmm. for sure, you know what I mean? It's like the symbolic gesture of him. You know, you give your keys back to your landlord when you leave, you know, and you move out, you give the iron claw back to Iska who's retired when you turn baby face. So he's finally that, that was so awesome. I felt emotional about it and I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Same here. And I, I love this whole Tai Chi face stuff because, uh, he was one of, one of, if not the most booed wrestler in New Japan. In fact, everyone was chanting for him to, to fuck off home. And now here he is climbing a ladder and the crowd's going nuts for him. So. It went bonkers. I mean, the crowd, if they could have chanted, they would have been chanting Tai Chi, chanting his name. I mean, and apparently uh, Ab- Miho Abe was in the crowd. So I don't know why she's not in the ring, but she's there. So, I mean, like... We're getting, you know, stepping towards uh, big things for Tai Chi. I really think he's going to be champion at some point, and uh, I would imagine that he'll be inter. Well, there's no more intercontinental championships, but uh, he'll be some kind of champion before the end of the year, a singles champion. I hope so. Uh, he, 
Uh, man, he's stepped it up too. Like <clears throat> he's he's never been like shitty in the ring or anything like that. But I I think ever since uh, I don't know, man. I think ever since like Suzuki's taken a bit of a, a rest or whatever, uh, he's kind of stepped it up at the forefront of Suzuki Gun. It's been really good, really really fucking cool. And I can't see I can't wait to see what he does next. So yeah. Yes. We're definitely on Team Taiji for sure. Isn't that, isn't that the key for your wrestling character? You want to see what they do next, right? Yeah. Now, the only problem I have with Zack Sabre Jr. winning is the feud continues because now they're going to wrestle for that title. But we don't see any house shows until, like, next weekend. So they're going to have their tag title match on the – because they say in backstage comments, like, we want our tag shot in the next available show. And I think the next televised show is next Saturday. So um, there you go. So they're not drawing it out. We're not going to see round 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, or 20. So Luke, Luke, they're going to announce it five minutes after we stop recording. Oh, Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, maybe I should have the news thing up and be like, just in case, but yeah, that, it is true. There is a habit listeners of, uh, of news popping up. <laughs> oh, uh, May 5th. So two wrestlers did test absolutely. Yes. Positive to, to the, to the COVIDs, which, um, is not good. They, I'm looking at the thing, typical new Japan. They don't name the two wrestlers. They're very secretive about all that kind of stuff, aren't they? But uh, it's two of six people, and that's fine. We'll talk about that night too, because uh, I want to have a big old gush fest yeah. right now. Uh, I'm going to spoil spoil things and let the cat out of the bag right away, and this is my favorite match of the two nights, uh, hands down, I think. I think it might be one of, if not the longest, never open title match there is at 39 minutes. I know some people can, and they could be valid in saying like, I'm already missing the 15 to 20 minute bangers that the never open title was famous for. But I think we're building sort of back to that and i'll go into that when we talk about some of uh, the backstage comments and shit but here we go jay white versus hiroshi tanahashi uh, two of my favorite wrestlers in new japan pro wrestling fighting for my favorite title so even if this isn't the uh knockdown drag out never slugfest that people might expect uh, this is dream match shit for me uh, also jay white doesn't do that Jay White's not going to stand there and let you hit him. He's going to he's going to dodge it and chop block you or something like that. Like he's not stupid. He this guy wants to win. Uh, so yes. <laughs> oh man. All right. So there was two things I wanted, and I thought these two things would involve the finish of the match, and they didn't because New Japan gives me the one one of the moments I want straight away. Tanahashi comes out wearing the never gold around his waist. So I, I'm marking out like a fucking <laughs> maniac already. And I'm like, oh, my God, if he's wearing it, does that mean Jay's going to win it? And <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 
far out. Oh my God. yeah, and look, we this is this is all about elevating this Nevergold because for all intents and purposes, this belt is now the secondary title to New Japan. Not only that, I don't know know if I've ever noticed this before or if it's new or something like that, but we even get a never open title package. Yeah. Which uh, showcases previous champions and the style of matches and stuff that that uh, the Never stuff is known for, and we've got a pose off to start, which uh, always makes me chuckle because uh, Tanahashi and Jay White have been having ab competitions <laughs> since the start of their feud, like <clears throat> around the New Japan Cup and around that time. So I got a lot of notes, man. Like. I watched this match twice and I had the same thought the second time as I did the first time, which is this match does not feel like it's 39 minutes at all. Uh, you've got your posing off at the start, of course, and then you've got Jay White leaving the ring straight away at the start, but not for long. In terms of uh, stalling tactics at the start of the match, there isn't much from Jay in this at all. Uh, it pretty much gets right on into it. And but uh, the story for me starts when uh, they're both on the outside and Jay suplexes Tanner, making him land on his front on the apron and banging his knee. And that's kind of where like one of the there's a couple stories in this too, Mr. Andy. See, I'm gushing so bad already. Uh, but you've got the story of JTO versus TTO. You've also got the story of uh, uh, old wrestler versus. Uh, young young upstart it's just oh yeah I'm, I'm sighing so happily there's the psychology of this match is fucking fantastic as well so yeah we've got tanner taking over with leg attacks with drop kicks and stuff when it, this this is a thing that happens throughout the whole match when one of them's expecting a punch to the face drop kick to the leg or dragon screw or chop block or something like that to go back to one of their legs. This fucking amazing high fly flow to the floor where uh, Jay's standing, of course, to, to catch him. It looks amazing every time. There's like, it just does do anything with the, with the feet or the legs to kind of reverse each other. Like Jay wants to do it, do a German suplex. So Tanahashi stamps on his foot and shit like that. There's amazing, amazing German, and Jay can't get like this uh, full-on urinagi on like he usually does. He has these really good deep urinagis, but both his legs are too fucked. Yes, yeah. And yeah, Jay puts it. Uh, uh, puts on a JTO <laughs> just to be a douchebag, and then he puts on the TTO, uh, which Tanner gets out of. There's like this test of strength where uh, Tam, uh, Tanner wants to put on a like a German. And Jay's like, no, nah, not having that. And then we get, uh, I love this move by Tanashi, that that straight jacket German into a pin. <laughs> There's a like flying crossbody that's almost a Blade Runner, then another TTO. Tama gets like so beat up that he can't 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 get up on his feet. And Jay White's just there going, come on, never tired, never get up, give <laughs> get up, get up. Which is pretty damn cool. So you also get this like moment where he does eventually stand up, and Jay White 
just starts running rings around him, dodging, moving, all that. You know, I'm the I'm younger, I'm faster, I'm not as fucked up as you are. All this kind of stuff, which is really cool. Uh, but Tanner hits him with a lariat. There's a high fly flow to a standing J, and then another onto his legs, and that's when I'm like, oh fuck, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's I when was I was scared. like. Yeah, the high fly flow onto Jay White's legs. I was like, yeah, Jay's fucked here. There's a sh- uh, then it goes like, of course, Tanner is not pinning him. He just did it to his legs. So he puts him in the JTO, which is a Texas cloverleaf, if ever, anyone doesn't know. And uh, Jay can't reach the ropes. And Gato, like, Gato doesn't have much to do with this match at all. No. Like, he does his... Which was, which I appreciated. I knew he was going to get involved because, you know, it's a it's Gato and it, and it's, and Jay's a heel and stuff. But uh, he gets up once early on and and gets hit hit off. And then the second time is this time, where uh, he distracts Red Shoes. And whilst he's distracted, Jay taps. So <laughs> Jay taps. So Tamar lets go. Puts a dragon screw on Gato. And uh, Jay pins him, tries to pin him with his feet on the ropes for a two count. <laughs> Fucking Tanahashi tries for like a dragon suplex and then Blade Runner, just out of nowhere, new champion. And oh, it's like, it's almost like Miss Dandy, New Japan gave me everything I wanted on night one. Yeah. Because on night two, uh, they were going to take away a match I really wanted and the other <laughs> match does not go my way. So, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, you know, obviously I love this match too. It's fucking fantastic. You said a lot of the stuff that happened in this match, right? You told the stories of the match. You told why you liked it. Um, here's why I like it. I like it for many of the reasons you said, but here's some of the reasons I like it. Um, there is a trend in wrestling right now, especially in independent wrestling in America, um, that, you know, guys that are fantastic in-ring workers are now doing death matches and all this shit, and they got to bleed in order to get over. And if you can't, you know, if you aren't swinging light tubes, you aren't getting booked, you know. And, and that's not 100% true. You know, it's not for everyone, but it's for a lot of stuff. And it's getting frustrating because um, – there's this guy. Let me just tell a quick story about a guy. There's this guy named Levi Everett, right? You've probably seen pictures of him. He is an Amish guy that wrestles, okay? And he is fucking awesome. He's a huge attraction. Everyone loves him. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And he was booked on Mania Weekend. And he had, like, a whole weekend of bookings. I mean, like, several a day. The whole. I mean, he was going to make tons of money. And, uh, and, you know, get seen a lot. The guy deserves to be on TV. He will be eventually. But guess what happened? On the first night at a GCW show where we got to do all the spots and we got to do all the bullshit, he did uh, – somebody hit him with like a fucking um, Spanish fly onto like a big pile of chairs and it knocked him the fuck out. And guess what? No more bookings the rest of the weekend because he was hurt. All right. That's one example. This kind of stuff is happening all the time. All right. Now, why does this have to do with Jay and Tanahashi? This match had zero crazy bumps. It had zero Mm. stupid shenanigans. It had zero weapons. It had zero gimmicks, you know, as far as stuff that could get the wrestlers hurt. It was two guys who are have charisma oozing out of them working 
all right? And and that's what this was. And that's why I love it so much is that these two guys put each other over so strong. They love working with each other. It's clear. Oh, so and I mean, love it, don't they? You, you if you go see some, a, a performance and the person that's performing loves what they're doing, it you know, if they have that charisma, it seeps into you. You know, there's this Australian guitar player uh, named Tommy Emmanuel. You just like watch him play and you'll be like, wow, this guy, I fucking love this guy watching him play because he's so happy. People used to love uh, Eddie Van Halen because he smiled when he played and he looked so happy and he wanted to play for you, you know, and that's what these guys are doing within the context of pro wrestling. They're making you feel the emotions and that's what quote unquote working a match is. And I'm not mad at people for hitting each other with light tubes. I don't hate that kind of wrestling. I just appreciate it when it's a little more pure and that's more my style. That's more the stuff that I like. And neither one of these guys were going to fucking hurt themselves and, and miss out on the next like six months of bookings because of whatever. And so I really appreciate that. I think this is um, about as good as pro wrestling can get. And that's my opinion. I know I do like the never style a little more. So, I mean, you know, if, if there's there's yeah. definitely matches that I like more than this, but I don't want these two guys chopping each other for five minutes. That's not what they do. They do something else and they do this and they do it well. After the match, Jay grabs the mic. We heard about two minutes of his like five to seven minute promo uh, at the top of the show. And he just does what he does best. The guy is a complete wrestler he's got it all he is the most valuable asset just like he says he is so valuable as a pro wrestler because he can do everything absolutely everything and he doesn't just do it good he doesn't just do it pretty good he does it great it's i i love jay i am all in on him yeah yes i'm like not only is this guy having consistent amazing matches uh, he's proven he can have consistent, amazing matches with New Japan Pro Wrestling's top tier talent as well. And I just want to like, I just want to put this the Never Open Title into perspective this year. These are the these are the title matches that we've had this year. And let let's see if you can find a stinker in the bunch. So we've got uh, the first one was at uh, the Tokyo Dome, Jeff Cobb versus Shingo. I think that was. Uh, <laughs> So good. Probably the most never of the matches that we've yeah, had this year. And certainly. it was amazing. But we've got our second never open match, which is January 30. Shingo versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Fucking amazing. Exactly. Then we've got Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the Great Okan. And that's the... That, that was oh, pretty that much Great Okan's coming out party, right? Like Certainly. I, I have fucking arrived. Like, here we are. And our third, uh, I'm sorry, a fourth. One, two, three, four. Yep, that's our numbers week, Luke. Uh, never open title match, uh, which is this one, Jay White versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. They've all been fantastic. <clears throat> and they've all been a little different. Like, And, yeah, so they haven't all been typical never-style matches, but uh, they put it on Tana to elevated a bit and then now they've put it on jay and you bet your ass there's going to be a bit of a story in regards to uh jay not being a never guy and holding that never title oh yeah 
you you better believe it, man. And and they left room. This is just a chapter in these two story, you know. And this story is going to continue. They're going to have more matches, maybe over the Never title, maybe not. You know, this yep. might be the end of that. But um, you know, one more little kind of thing that I just think is important to mention is that you know, me and Luke, the Never Championship, that's our title, that's ours. We love that. That's our thing. And now our guy is our champion. I'm so happy about that. And yeah. in a world where we've all had losses, we've all had shitty things happen quite a bit. This has been really bad years for everybody. Um, you know, and I just, you got to stop and smell the roses and appreciate the good stuff that's going on. And, and this is what this is. This is, a, this is very meaningful for me and uh, I love it. And I'm so happy that we get to share that with other folks. So thank you guys for listening. That when I when I say thank you for listening, that's what I mean. You know, <laughs> thank you for you know yeah. sharing the, these moments with us. And when we get grumpy and shitty and stuff, it doesn't matter because we're always gonna have this stuff, you know. And and it's just awesome. And now, what's Jay gonna do next, Luke? Well, he's he's not only just called out his next opponent, he's called out his next two. And I want both these matches. Uh, the first opponent he calls out is David Finley. And I really like this aspect about Jay White. So Jay had that story earlier in the year where he fucked off. And he was like, you know what? I realized it wasn't my fault. I it, It's Ishii's fault. I've got to write this wrong. And so <laughs> he beat Ishii. Well, he's got another wrong he needs to write because... Someone beat him in the New Japan Cup, ruining his chances of becoming uh, the champion. So uh, he's like, what, what, do you think I can entice you to wrestle me now, Mr. Finley? I've got this. Come and get it. And the first name he mentioned, though, was Ryusuke Taguchi. Yeah. So, uh, so makes me think, hey, if David Finley can make it to Japan, let's have that match. If he can't make it to Japan, Ooh. let's do the Taguchi match. Or, fuck it, let's just have him beat David Finley and have that Taguchi match as well. I did not know I wanted Jay White versus Ryusuke Taguchi in my life. Uh, but just the tease of it uh, just hooked that shit up to my veins, please. Yeah, oh, well, that's another thing about this belt that's so cool, is that now Jay is open to facing anyone, anyone you know what i mean yeah. and so if he holds this for a year imagine all the cool shit and how many people he's going to elevate you know what i mean it's going to be awesome and i just i'm so happy about this and i can't wait to see what he does next um you know these are also guys he's probably not going to lose to so you know like i said i think this is going to be a long reign and you never know this might be a wrestle kingdom match uh you know tanahashi versus uh jay white for the never title and and yeah and just imagine this okay so jay's the hero of his own story okay obviously that's oh, yeah. a cliche in in wrestling and storytelling imagine one day when he turns face oh my god i know right it's going to happen and it's going to be fucking amazing because he can go back and talk about everything he's done and it's not it's not heel shit anymore it's face shit you know what i mean it's fucking great i love it yep and uh, yeah i i'm all bored the the possibilities are endless here and as soon as he said tana you're never getting a shot at me for this title again it made me think he's going to have a few successful defenses and it's Maybe Tanahashi beats him in the G1 or something like that. 
to set up a, a match further down the line. Yeah. I don't know, but there's there's lots of things you can do. Or you might not get any of these because we all know how short never rains are. But <laughs> if uh, if David Finley's a little busy in the United States with that uh, tag title in Impact with uh, Juice, you can have him come in, um, lose to Jay, and, you know, it's fine. Uh, especially if it's as good as the fucking match that they had in the New Japan Cup. Yeah, sure, the finish I was not impressed with, but... You know, I don't like seeing Jay lose, and <laughs> that's just my <laughs> bias about it. The match was fucking phenomenal, though. Uh, and also, like, we might live in a world where one of our least favorite wrestlers is the main champion, but we li- also live in a world where our favorite wrestler has our favorite title. Fuck yeah. So, fuck yeah. Also, it made me think, like, maybe now that uh, Tanahashi is beltless, if uh, Moxley can defeat Yuji Nagata... You have to believe, like Moxley said, it was a match between Tanahashi and Suzuki that made him go, what the fuck is this New Japan stuff? I, I need to watch this. Yeah. So uh, if if he wanted that dream match with Minaro Suzuki, you have to you have to believe. Like, who doesn't want to wrestle Tanahashi? I mean, if, any, if, anything's if, possible, Luke. Anything's if, possible. If there's, if there's a wrestler on this earth, that says, eh, Tanahashi, eh, whatever. Fuck off, get out of here. You <laughs> <laughs> said he's the best wrestler I've ever been in there with. That's right, I said it. You know, um, I mean, anything can happen now that Forbidden Door's open. I mean, we can have Tanahashi versus Moxley. We could have Jordan Clearwater versus Drusifer Jones 2. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Nobody knows. Yes, that's uh, definitely the highlight of the Forbidden Door. <laughs> Man, we talked about that match for about as long as I imagined that we would. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Uh, I'm just going to say it, listeners, if you're expecting me to talk about uh, Night 2's main event that long, uh, you'll be disappointed, but it is a good match. So uh, I'm not going to be full-on grumpy shit, boys. So here we go. New Japan, Dontaku, Wrestling Dontaku, Night 2. We're still in Fukuoka. And changes to the card straight away. Mm. The junior title match is pulled, and six wrestlers are not wrestling tonight. And they were the six wrestlers that were in a, uh, a six-man tag uh, the previous night. So that's uh, Kazuchika Okada, Sho, Yo, Minaro Suzuki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and El Desperado. Fucking so uh, I guess two of those people have COVID. Um I don't know. Just rip that banner off. We like. I, I I think we all care who it is, and we all want them to yeah. get better and come back to the ring. So there's there's no shame or anything like that in telling us like, oh, it's this guy or this guy. But, hey, uh, hey, everybody, get vaccinated, please. I'm I'm yeah. vaccinated, and it's great, and it's I don't have to live in fear anymore. I'm still careful, but I'm not constantly afraid of every person I see, which is kind of how my life was up until just a couple of weeks ago. So get vaccinated, please. I don't understand please. why these athletes aren't vaccinated. I don't get it, you know, but it is what it is. I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we still end up having a pretty decent show when we start off with uh, – G.O.D., Jado, and the Tekkers, and Doki, for the <laughs> love of fucking fuck. 
You don't sound very happy about it. This is like random billion. Uh, but uh, there's this really awesome part though where uh, you know, Dookie, or sorry, Doki is standing on the apron, and then Tamatonga just gives him this fucking like gnarly looking drop kick to the floor, and I'm like, yep, there's uh, there's our uh doki bump i know doki is probably more famous for that doki choki but to me he's he's the fucking bump machine and i, I love him so uh zach saber jr taps out jado which is what you love to see and the techers are like this is where the techers go oi next show we want them titles and zach saber jr even uh wows the audience by uh speaking a couple sentences in japanese <laughs> Hey, yeah. he's been living there. Him and Gabriel Kidd have... Oh, I know Gabriel Kidd's travelled outside of uh, Japan now uh, at least, like, once, I think. But uh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s been in Japan this whole time. He has. I don't think he's left at all to go to another country to wrestle or anything like that. He's been... Yeah. Well, he's, he's contracted New Japan. He's put all his fucking thrust and focus into New Japan. And I guess if you've been living there for almost a year straight... I'd be surprised if you didn't know how to string a couple sentences together. But he was pretty good, yeah. At the beginning of this match, Dookie's fucking pissed because he got killed, you know, the day before. So he's, like, out to prove something. And he does the acai moonsault. <laughs> it's like, what? Under a bunch of people. He's fucking baby-facing it up. Uh, Doki, uh, what, Tamatonga uses Doki's pole, but Chumpy is an athlete. He leaps to the heavens and grabs it from him, you know? <laughs> so funny. Tai Chi over... What's that? Super chump. Oh, dude, he chumped Tama out two nights in a row. It's fucking great. But uh, <laughs> uh, Tai Chi overpowered everyone and gets, like, this huge reaction for being strong. Crowd's super hot. Um, we also... Uh, so, you know, after the match, the good guys win, and they fucking strut around the ring and are just, like, mega baby faces with all puffed up, like, yeah, look at us. We're fucking baby faces. Check us out. <laughs> it's just... These, these, these three members are in Suzuki Goon, everybody. <laughs> Suzuki goon. It is, it is comical <laughs> still to me to see them doing the babyface shtick and just doing it so well and just being like, this is just, this feels so right and it shouldn't. But uh, it's fucking yeah, great, man. Not only is it weird, it's working. <laughs> Very well. All right. So uh, next match, we have uh, the Shredder Pimps versus Tenzan and Wato. <laughs> And I thought this was super fucking fun, too. I got to see Tenzan beat the absolute crap out of Yujiro again, <laughs> which was awesome. And uh, and not only that, I get even more of what I wanted, which is more Shredder versus Wato. Fuck yeah. And fuck, these two can throw down. They're, um, I put them in the same block. Of uh, the the best of super juniors. Um, is there only going to be one block again? Like, oh, it's got see, to, please. I'm, I just remember what I was saying last week. Yes, I'm excited about the possibilities of the Forbidden Door and matches that it could entail. Uh, like, still like Orange and Yano, please. Oh. You know, stuff like that. I'm yeah. excited for it. But yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> dude. He's going to put you in a submission hold and just what? be like, make him tap just to sit. Did you see that, man? He doesn't. You're getting grabbed out. You're getting grabbed out. No way. 
No way. <laughs> I know the escape to the Brab. It's an eye rake. I got it. No problem. Are you going to do that thing where you got really strong legs and you kind of... <laughs> yes, yes. But... And I'm I'm definitely going to bring you to the ring with me. So we, we got it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right. But... Uh... The other part, the flip side of it is, yes, I do like the potential matchups of the Forbidden Door opening, but I also see New Japan's roster, and I'm just like, we need juniors there, dude, and we need heavies for for tags, uh, for both uh, heavyweight tag team matches, I mean, for the tag titles. And we also need... See, like, Finju should be in Japan now. Like, it feels like we've only got two heavyweight tag teams. But there's a potential third, which someone points out, and I'll talk about it in the next match. But we need ELP. We need it. We we need him in Japan. Like we've got yes. a. I, I feel like we can only have a one block best of super juniors. And whilst that would still be awesome source, man, I still I I like the two block um, G1 slash uh, BOSJ stuff. So you know. There's, there's 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 flip sides like I'm I'm also kind of selfish. Uh, New Japan is the promotion I invest the most time in. I want to see the New Japan wrestlers in New Japan. Call me yeah. call me weird like that, but yeah. All right, so let's go into this match, which is fucking awesome. Uh, we've got the Empire Trio, who I I love these three, and then we've got them versus uh, Sonata, Bushi, and Naito, and. <laughs> Just the start, just Naito's entrance, and I'm just like, okay, this is going to be fucking fun. Naito comes out in his suit for a tag team match. <laughs> Have you ever seen that before? No, no. Maybe, maybe he's still like, got, he's maybe still got his World t-shirt under it. or something, but no. Yeah. I, yeah, he's still got his t-shirt under it. But Awesome camera work here. You see Naito coming down with his with his suit. Then it cuts to Great Khan just giving this smile. And I'm like, all right, uh, he might he might still be a trolley McTrollface, Mister Naito, but uh, he's he's showing he's showing Okan. All right, you're not a joke. I'm taking you a bit. I'm taking you seriously. So uh, I liked that a lot. Uh, that was pretty fucking good, and it really feeds into their story. So that makes me think straight away. I know they've wrestled three times this year, but if you want to have a fourth match, boys, please go at it. I'll I'll watch the fuck out of it. And uh, and that 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 one moment of Naito coming out in the suit was enough to convince me that I needed to see these two wrestling. <laughs> uh, this is a really fun match. The Empire Trio is cool as fuck. Yes, Lij guys are always good. But I've been watching them for years. These these guys are, are, are new together, and they're really fun. So I kind of said, uh, these Chaos boys uh, better watch out, because I can see this trio taking the six-mans. And then Angel on the tweet, he pointed out that uh, uh, maybe now that uh, Jeff Cobb's going to be a bit busy with uh, God, maybe we get uh, Greta Khan and Hanare as a tag team. And I like that, I, yeah. I like that possibility just as much as well. So, yeah. But uh, it kind of looks like both Cobb and Okan have feuds because uh, Cobb's going to have a feud with, uh, of course, Ibushi, which I, I assume that match is going to happen at one of the, uh, what, the Dome maybe, Tokyo Dome, or uh, the, the first one. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Grand that. Slam. Yeah, I have yeah. to assume we're getting another Okan versus 
Naito match, either either in these come, upcoming shows or same block in a G1 maybe. Uh, there's also a moment where uh, Jeff Cobb does the Cobbagoye, <laughs> which uh, made me chuckle. Oh, uh, I mean, the finish is Tour of the Islands. And I, I like that, yes, keep... Cobb strong because he's going to face God, but for God's sakes, do you think uh, Hanare could have gotten a win back or or <laughs> Great Khan himself? You know, that, yeah, uh, I'll stop beating that dead horse, but uh, yeah, that this was great stuff. The uh, This is all about the beginning and the end of the match. The beginning with yeah. all the Naito versus Khan shit, and then after the match, Khan does the Naito uh, tranquilo eye pose and and Naito thinks it's funny, so we get a little symmetry there. And then, uh, you know, the Cobb using the Kamigoye, and then he calls Ibushi out after the match, you know. So uh, that's going to be a fantastic match. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, there's no particular reason why they're <laughs> wrestling, but whatever. Who gives a shit? It'll be good. And uh, this will be a way uh, for either Cobb to, you know, have another fantastic match where it doesn't matter if he loses or win, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I, I don't think Ibushi needs anything. And I think he's kind of where he, he's like Tanahashi now at this point where he is who he is. And no matter what happens to him, he's never going to lose. He's over. So once you're over, you stay over and uh, Cobb's still on his way up. So it would be really cool for him to get a win or just have another breakout performance where it's just like, yeah. you know, like, holy shit. Cause I mean, they will do it, and it, it'll be very good. I'm looking forward to that match, and that's kind of what, what I got out of this one. I see Ibushi winning, but I see it being like the uh, the uh, Shingo match at Tokyo Dome where it's just so. going to make him look like another million dollars. So either way, uh, I'm happy. I don't think they're going to have Ibushi come back to lose again, but having said that, um, it's, it's going to be a fucking awesome match. And I don't have to worry about any of this double title stuff i feel like uh now i can just enjoy abushi again abushi is a boot back to being abushi for me so yes uh, and jay is back to being our never weight champion he debuts next with the title oh, yeah. Next match. Yeah. this guy jay doesn't tease wearing the belt on no. any part of his, he comes out with it around his waist this guy likes wearing gold and he's proud of the gold that he wears be it uh, never United States, IC, or heavyweight. So, yes, that's our next match. We've got uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Ryusuke Taguchi, and the king of pro wrestling, Toriyano, versus the evil King Dicks. I have not written that for a while, <laughs> so it, it's very fun to see evil Switchblade and Dick Togo back together again. Where's Kenta? Uh, wh- where's Kenta? Yeah, uh, I don't know. In fact, not only, that, not only where is Kenta, uh, where is... Fale, uh, where is uh, those three chaos dudes? Uh, nah. I'm all right. Yeah, you do. don't care about them. Where is Ishii? <laughs> is that I better? Care, I do care about him. <laughs> but anyway, there's this amazing uh, chain hair pulling spot, <laughs> and Dick Togo's last in line. So Taguchi goes up to him and tries to do something with the hair. Nothing. The beard. The beard's too short. He can't get a purchase on him. So he just uh, runs the ropes and hits him with his ass and breaks up the... the they all... The, all the guys take a bump. Yeah, all of them. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this match oh, is great fun, but it also gives me something I was wanting from this match, especially after 
the backstage comments from the previous night's show. And that is, we get a bit of Switchblade versus Taguchi. And I think uh, I think that match is going to be as much fun as I think think of it. But I what I think is going to happen, Mr. Andy, is he's going to underestimate. I, mean, I think he'll beat Taguchi, but he's going to underestimate Taguchi, thinking oh, yeah. he's just a fucking joke. And then we'll get big match to Gucci, which will take him <laughs> to the fucking limit. So if it turns into that, I'll be so fucking amped up and excited. Even if he just starts off silly and then just was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm I'm pulling out big match to Gucci. I'm gonna try and dote on this motherfucker. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm 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 just super excited about this uh, potential match that might may not happen. Because David Finley, it's possible, could beat him and beat Jay again. I hope not. No. But uh, there is a low blow and a schoolboy. Well, you know, the life maker shot by Mr. Toriano onto Dick Togo. And the king of pro wrestling proves that he is fucking invincible. Uh, you want someone getting more wins in matches than uh, Jeff Cobb? Uh, here he is. The king yeah, of he's, he's doing better than Mr. Bread was way back in the day there, you know? So, um, you know, I, this, my notes on this match are what you said, a lot of the stuff you said. I mean, but my main takeaway is this is our title and it's our era, Luke. So Damn I love straight. that. That makes me Freeze. happy. Um, this match has it all. Just has everything. It's got some never stuff. It's got the fucking high flying shit, and it's got the silly shit. It's really fun. So this this match is a good time. I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, and the the only thing that uh, maybe wasn't mentioned is that there the hood is also involved. So the hood is still around, and Yano's still pulling that out every once in a while to fuck with somebody. So that's not going away anytime soon. So. <laughs> They can still get a bit of mileage out of uh, people not being able to see and wrestling. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you reckon there might be another evil match or they'll be moving on to another opponent? I don't know. I want Dick but, Togo, but you're probably right. It's probably going to be another evil match. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd want to see Dick Togo lose, but I reckon Yano and him going at it for like 10 or 12 minutes, yeah. that would be fucking comedic gold. I also wrote on the Tweety as this match is unfolding, even though they're on the same team, I would like to see a Taguchi Yano match for that King oh, of Pro man, Wrestling. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I reckon they would uh, bounce off each other really, really <laughs> well. So uh, there's that. All right, man, here it is. I don't have many notes for it, but uh, I'm. we'll probably have to talk about it in some depth because it is a really good match. It definitely doesn't go our way, but it is Shingo Takagi versus that laundry champ. Uh, now, uh, the match is really good, but no offense to Shingo fans, of which I am a huge one, uh, but I kind of never believed he could win no. uh, because, uh, what, Ibushi uh, uh, has only just lost the title to, the, to that guy, and... I can't. I just can't see them taking it off him anytime soon. That is what it is. So uh, if that annoys some folks, it annoys us too. But if it doesn't annoy you, man, you're on you're on a you're on a gravy train that you like. So good for you. Have fun. Yep. 
uh, it's a fucking good match. The best spot in this match, bar none, though, I'm skipping ahead quite a bit, is made in Japan. That's all I have to say, right? All right, made in Japan through two tables. Look, disgustingly good. Uh, This match is, well, disgustingly good as well. Um, Doesn't quite hit the heights for me as the previous night, but, uh, you know, that match featured two of my favorite guys. Uh, This match only features one, so there is some personal bias here as well. I will admit to that. It's, It's fun stuff, but, like, if I thought... Shingo had no chance of winning. I definitely had no. I definitely thought he was losing as soon as uh, that guy pulled out a rainmaker. Uh, yeah, because uh, that's him calling his shot there and going, "All right, I'm, I'm going to fight Okada at uh, the upcoming show." So, yeah, uh, that guy wins. Uh, Shingo loses again, which is heartbreaking for me in my soul. But uh, New Japan. It cheered me up the night before, and all the previous matches were super fun. So uh, I've got very few complaints about the the two wrestling Dontaku shows. What do you think of this match, man? You probably got more to say about it than me. Well, first of all, the positive, it's fucking great. I mean, it's, it's yeah. awesome. These guys have great chemistry. It's yep. well-known. It's fucking tremendous. It's more like a junior-style match than it is really a heavyweight match, which is kind of yep. weird. Um, but um, I... I had here's some problems. All right. So the thing starts off and I'm like, okay, cool. This is the part where we get to see the lineage of the, Oh, and it's two wrestlers. They show the video (laughs) and it's already cut out the fucking long lineage video. Haven't they? That didn't take long. Did it? I I guess, uh, uh, that's what we call erasing the legacy boys and girls. That's upsetting. So that, that really, you know, left a sour taste in my mouth right away. I knew Shingo was going to lose. It was really hard to enjoy this knowing that. But here's the thing about yeah. that. This is Shingo's role. His role in New Japan is to put guys over. That's his, that's his role. You know what I mean? He's done it. Even, even when he wins, he's putting guys over huge. So, I mean, like, that's his role, and he's fucking awesome at it. These guys do some great shit. And um, I just, you know, I, I just hate to see him lose but it is what it is i don't know if everybody caught this anybody caught this but before um and this makes me ill as well before shithead hit the rainmaker he hit a v trigger as well so that's the thing that happened um and uh but it took a lot to take down uh shingo i mean like he got the hidden blade twice like once to the you know front facing once the rear facing and and shit like that and there was good japanese style stuff like that in this match that's one thing i like about japanese wrestling is that they will hit the same move more than once in a match but they'll do it in variations like we were talking about with tanahashi hitting the front you know standing opponent with the high fly flow then hitting his legs you know that's really good and that would not be something we would see over here in America. So I really enjoy that. It's a great match, but fuck, dude, fuck that guy. Like fucking guy, guy. Yeah. Uh, see, the thing is, I would have preferred Shingo versus Okada, and not only that. No offense to Okada fans, but like that's the kind of match I see Okada versus that guy. I'm like. I don't want either of you to have a belt. No offense, Mr. (laughs) Okada, but you have belts forever, like for fucking ever, ever. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to see him wear a belt for fucking two years again, man. But, 
Uh, and you can't really move him up or down to other belts because, like, the only belt he's ever had is yeah, the, yeah. But you know, that's it's still going to be a good match, uh, which I will watch and <laughs> probably not take that many notes on because that guy's in it. But that's it is hey. If, if Okada's not going to have amazing matches and he's not going to be in the main event picture, I want him to finally beat Yano at Wrestle Kingdom for the King of Pro Wrestling title. That's what I would love to see. That would be so funny. <laughs> I created this concept. Loco once by Yano. Has nothing to do with it ever two again. Years, two years later, he beats him finally for it. Oh, man, that would be fun. But, yeah, I mean, you know... We'll see what happens. I'm interested to see because I guess this is supposed to be Shithead versus Okada coming up. But will that happen? We don't know. Um, you know, There's a lot of things up in the air. And one thing I'd like to congratulate New Japan on is I think that they've done a really good job. There's a bunch of people that bailed last year on New Japan. And we didn't. And I'm happy we didn't because, man, they're giving us some really good shit even though we're not happy with the main storyline. But I don't know if that even seems to be the focus. I mean, maybe I'm just have my blinders on, but I, you know, it seems to me that everything else is the focus and that's also a thing that's happening, but I don't know. could just be the way I'm looking at it. So, yep. There's, there's much more that I am into in new Japan right now than I'm not into. So yeah, that works for me. All right, man. So we've covered two pretty fucking, I was, there's no point really asking each other what our favorite matches were match was over yeah, we two know. nights. Everyone, everyone knows cause you probably spent like half the show talking about Jay white again. <laughs> As we should. Hey, he's our champion. Like of course yeah. we're totally going to do that. But we watched a couple of match recommends. We'll do mine first because uh, yours as uh, all of the, your recommends the last few, few episodes, they kind of deserve to be spoken about last. So I'll, I'll, I'll go first. We've got, uh, I don't have the year for this. I'm a professional. Yes, I am. But it's all right. I've, I've got the window up, so I'm a semi-professional. 2014. Thank you. Yes, this is uh, 2014, and this is a rematch. So there was a match in between this. It was Yujiro Takahashi versus Yoshihashi for the Nevergold. It is not on the website so i we couldn't watch it so uh we dodged a bullet i guess maybe because <laughs> you don't even need to guess who wins that we already know that yoshihashi's only ever had one title and he's wearing it right now but uh i still you know like Thank that you. Kushida match i still would have liked to have watched it for completionist's sake i am a never guy after all do, do but, you think though that yoshihashi is wearing that like wherever he is right now you think he's just oh yeah that? Okay. Yeah. I would too. I, I always wanted to pitch a, a wrestling character that refuses to take the belt off, and you do all these like vignettes of him trying to go onto the plane in the airport, but and they lift up the shirt and there's the belt, or he's at he's at the water park and he won't take the belt off and they won't let him down the slide. I, <laughs> one of these days, I, I want to get that character. Yoshihashi is prouder of his title than he is of his uh, massive endowment. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that becomes an actual rumor, like the Batista's dick thing. Like, uh, you know, like ten years from now, people are like, "Did you hear? I heard that Yoshihashi has a huge dick." Like, I heard that. Yeah. Did you hear that? I heard that. <laughs> it's just a rumor started by two idiots doing a podcast. <laughs> Wrestling fans are the weirdest. <laughs> yeah, 
All right, so here it is. It's a rematch from the June 19th show. It is Tomohiro Ishii versus Yujiro Takahashi. Yujiro is the champion. I I sent you a message last night as I was watching this. I'm like, I'm watching this now. And your response was, you'll like this better than their first match. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. I was just about to type that out because it is... Uh, I, I think it's tons better than the first one. Not only that, like Jujiro's music, though, I'm gonna have to rag on it. It sounds like a really bad version of like that saxophone theme from Saturday Night Live or something. It is awful. It's saxophone. It's like, is what it is. Yeah, saxophone. It it is like Jujiro's just. If if wrestlers get to choose their theme tunes then we immediately have to assume that uh, Yujiro Takahashi's got shit taste in music <laughs> and because his themes just suck. They're just, they're just awful. It's true. But this match, I like even better than the first one, and it's not because Ishii wins, but that's a big part of it too, I will admit. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not as much of the sloppiness that I thought Yujiro kind of had in their first match. This is like... And there's and there's less cheating, a lot less. Like Yujiro tries for a low blow here and there, but ball club guys don't run out, all that kind of stuff. This is just a straight up never match. They beat shit out each other really well. Ishii sounds like a maniac for a guy. I don't think he even needs to, but he's just so generous. Some there's, there's like three or four buckle bombs in this that they do to each other. Suplexes galore. It's fucking awesome. It, 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 crowd's really behind Ishii, but they make you think Yajiro's going to pull out the victory because he hits some really fucking cool moves in this. But uh, Ishii has to go real deep to kind of like uh, find that never spirit to win here. And yeah, it might sound weird that I'm saying that in a match that involves uh, Yajiro, but I thought this was fucking great stuff. And Brain Buster at the end, uh, and Ishii. Uh, becomes the first ever two-time never open yeah. champion. It's there's no run-ins in this match either. No, no bullet club interference. However, there is the sex worker stripping to saxophone uh, to start the uh, match there. And you last week you were like, man, he's like Val Venus. He fucking does the towel gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Like in this match, he does the towel gimmick. Yujiro does, which is funny. Um, Yujiro is extremely limited when it comes to his offense. I mean, like, he pretty much has the fisherman buster, the buckle bomb, and the Yakuza kick, and that's it. You know what I mean? That's all he's got. So Ishii doesn't have a ton to work with. But remember earlier when I was talking about, um, you know, the match with Tonga Loa and Zack Sabre Jr. dragging his ass through it? This is similar to that, but where a wrestler actually is – He's not so bad that he can't move, and he's not gassed. He's actually moving with Ishii, and there's like like Ishi. This is an Ishii match, so you get all your Ishii spots and stuff. You get the slap fight that he starts that he loses, and he crumples into the dude. You get the big comeback with the shoot headbutt. You, you know, you get your your top row brain buster, all this stuff that you usually get in the Ishii match. And man, Yujiro hangs with them just fine. Uh, he does a really crazy, like, Pinche Loco-looking move at one point, just dumps yeah. Ishii on his head, which is fucking sweet. Ishii takes, gets suplexed into the ropes. <laughs> like, ow! It's, oh, yeah. I always say, it's so it's so lucky. He's so lucky he doesn't have a neck, because he would have broken it a thousand times if he didn't have a neck, you know, or, or if he had a neck. Um, 
everyone's taking just monster bumps into the ropes, into the buckles, into the mat, and it's just, it's never as fuck. This match is never as fuck. Yeah. Yep. And both got straight faces. This was a legit, really fucking good match. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good, Uh, you know? I think the lack of uh, run-ins really helps, too, like I said, because that... You know, that's not a bad thing, but I mean, like, if it's done every match, it just gets like, oh, here we go with this again. It's kind of like when Okada hits the uh, the tombstone on your favorite wrestler, and you're like, oh, fuck, here we go, you know? Um, it's over. So, yeah, pretty much. Well, this is over, too. Our journey, uh, Luke, through the Okada Omega, you know, uh, group of matches here is finally over with uh, Omega versus Okada number four at Dominion. On June 9th in 2018, best two out of three falls. They've done all the other New Japan gimmicks. It's time to do this one. Um, Luke, why don't you start off with this? Tell me what you think about all this. Um, I noticed, uh, I did notice one thing I want to say off about is that Bushi is a really bad corner guy and Gato's like awesome at it. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> and then that, that we get this like video at the beginning. It's like Kenny pays the ultimate price for success video package. That's pretty much a featuring Ibushi. But what did you think of this match, Luke? Um, tell me all about it here. All right. So this match, I also watched live. I got a little story about this, this match, but uh, in fact, this Dominion itself. So uh, this is 2018. My well, charity and I were in uh, Europe at the time, just on, on a holiday. And we arrived in Berlin the, the night before. Uh, I hadn't been watching every New Japan show because you know, I'm on holiday. I can't. I think the only wrestling show we managed to stay up to date with because it was only an hour we can watch it at night and stuff was um, Lucha Underground. So I wasn't watching all of the New Japan shows because I, I just couldn't. I was seeing shit I'd never seen before and just having fun. But we, like the late afternoon or something like that, we arrived in Berlin. And the next day, so if you live in Germany, your WWE, your New Japan shows are on during the daytime. So uh, we slept in, we woke up pretty late. And I was like, hey, um, Dominion's on can we can we kind of watch it and we're in like charity had been in europe before and she loved berlin loves it and i do too now but you know she wanted to show me stuff and we'd go exploring and things but i managed to talk her into at least watching dominion and we ended up exploring uh, berlin on a bit of a high note because the rain the longest rain ever was fucking over in fact, as soon as the one, two, three count happened, I don't think we really watched the promo and stuff afterwards. We were just like, all right, that's cool. We're going to check out the Berlin Wall. Bye. <laughs> but uh, that's this is one of those wrestling matches because of the place I was in, the, that time of my life and all that. I have distinct memories of, and I probably always will. This is the, the one where Omega had not been on every show on the lead up. So when you see him come out, he looks even more fucking shredded and ripped than usual. Like he's all, all he's always always been a very, very, very muscular fit individual. But wow, look at him coming out here. He must have been on the Ibushi diet or something, man. Because <laughs> um, 
hey, if you're going to follow a diet plan, you might want to follow God's diet plan, right? A workout regime. <laughs> God knows what's up. Uh, so he looks like a fucking million bucks even before anything even happens. And <clears throat> re-watching it, like the first time you watch it, you, you get caught up in the atmosphere of it. And the second time, I kind of, I, I did as well because it brought back so many really cool memories and stuff. It's It can be slow at times, but it's always interesting and good to watch. It can be slow because it's over an hour and you – you can't you can't go full tilt for an hour, you know. Otherwise, you're going to have spots where one of them is going to act like uh, Tongaloa, and you don't want that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but there's some gnarly shit in this. Hey, there's one part where Akata does use a money clip. They don't yeah, call it that because twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's he's testing this out. Uh, also. Uh, you showed me a gif of this and my response to it, and I, I'll maintain that it is, Okada uses what I think is the greatest dropkick I've ever seen, missile dropkick off the top rope right into Kenny Omega's fucking face. Like, right in his awesome. face. It, it looks amazing, and that might be the... So he does the best dropkicks in the biz, Mr. Okada. And that dropkick is the best dropkick of all the dropkicks he's ever hit, in my opinion. It's just fucking incredible. And the spots in this match are just fucking insane, man. It, it's it, it, it's 30 minutes until we get the first fall, and it's not even related to, uh, like, a finisher or something like that. It's just like a pin kind of out of nowhere that Akata gets. And now... And, and that just sets up the drama for the second half of the match because now Kenny Omega has to do something... That seems impossible because this is day 720 of Okada's long reign as the champ. He's got to do something few people have done once. He's got to do it twice in a row now, and he's got to beat fucking Okada twice. <laughs> fucking well, and, and just to interject here, not only does he have to beat him twice, but there's this big really cool counter sequence in the middle of the first fall that ends with a tombstone by Okada on the apron and then a shotgun drop kick kicking Kenny off the apron where he lands rib first onto the barricades. And that plays a part in the rest of the match, whether that happened on purpose or it was unplanned, the, the rib spot. It, I mean, they just wove it right into the story. It, it almost seemed like it was certainly planned and he definitely did that on purpose because the rest of the match is about that kind of, you know, yeah, uh, because with that injury, well, can he even pick him up for the one right? wing angel? Is that even going to be possible? <laughs> and turns out, yes, it is. Because he he gets him at some point in the in the one wing angel, wins the second fall, and and it's already been like amazing up to this point. Like the first fall up to that, amazing. Then there's a two minute break, then. It, the, the, it's 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 not like they've re- to me I don't feel like they've wrestled one match I feel like they wrestled three matches in one almost <laughs> does that make sense even yeah. though they carry f- through stories uh, stories and things that happen to them like the ribs and stuff from uh, part two and stuff it just does uh, just really feels like there's three matches and they're just like 
in quick succession, the, they just build on each other. It's amazing. That rest period really helps build the drama because you have you have Kevin Kelly and you have Don Callis, and Don Callis is of course just so worried about Kenny, but he's pumping him up and gassing him up the whole time. And like you know, and Kevin Kelly's playing the straight man, and those guys with the crowd going insane. They do such a great job of building the excitement during those periods that makes it like – I love that. I never even – like to me, I want a match to go, 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 and, and it's okay if it's a slow burn. But those rest periods were really cool, and like that's yeah. – that was a pretty smart thing to help these guys get a second to breathe and to also allow Add that to tension trauma, to build yeah. even more. It was really good. Oh, man. Yeah. It, it, and then like the third part of this match is – uh, both both guys are kind of dead, and they're trying to put fucking power moves and shit on each other. It, it's it, it's insane. <laughs> it's it's absolutely fucking incredible, uh, and it it you needed an incredible match to finish off Okada's well, what is arguably the best reign as the champ New Japan's ever had, because all those title matches. You look up the, the list of all the people he beat. Um, and just pick one of them to watch. They're awesome. They're, they're all awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it and it starts with uh, Marafuji, and then it just goes from there. It it's just it just it is one of the best IWGP uh, heavyweight title reigns there is. It's it's just true. Yeah. You know, you know because the match quality in every single one of those matches is fucking insane. Uh, and. Yeah, so he Omega eventually gets that second one wing angel, and he does the impossible. He beats Kazuchika Okada twice in a row, and this time I did watch all the stuff afterwards. I mean, and and it was it was fun. It was nice and celebratory and all that kind of shit too. So, yeah, it was so, it was phenomenal stuff. Man. Well, to pick it up in this third fall here, you know, yeah. we we would see in in a lot of Kenny Omega's matches him start to do moves of the past champions and stuff, you know, and he would do that a lot. And so one of the really cool parts towards the end is that they're fighting through exhaustion. They can barely move. They're so tired. And we get a rainmaker right out of the gate on Kenny Omega immediately. And that's the first one of the match, right? So he's freaking out, you know, er, you know, Don Cowles is losing his mind and he, they fight through the exhaustion. Kenny hits a styles clash on, on, um, uh, oh yeah, uh, we get a huge, uh, you know, AJ Styles chant from the crowd, and then he uh, he counters the um, the tombstone into like his own, but turns it into the the bastard driver, which Ibushi pops huge for on the outside, but it doesn't get a win, and that's when Ibushi kind of gets up on the apron to call for the Phoenix Splash, and that's the end. Of you know that's kind of like the end of that little section where Kenny was in control, and you know that was really cool because Ibushi calls for the Phoenix Splash, and uh, you know Kenny can't do that one. He can't do that one because Okada knows what's going on. He, he gets out of the way, and um, but Okada can't hit a rainmaker. Why? Because he's so tired. He can't. Eat, there's nothing behind it. He hits Kenny, and Kenny just kind of looks at him like, "What was that?" And the crowd is like, "Oh." <gasps> Yeah. Amazing. This shit is so good. Oh my god. It's an hour over an hour of complete insanity. And and a couple other things I just want to mention about this show. So I'm gonna run down the card of this show and your head's gonna explode. Okay. 
okay? Oh, how things have changed, and oh, how some things will never change. For example, the opening match was Suzuki-Goon, Desperado, and Kanemaru versus Rapongi 3K for the, for the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> uh, match two was Taguchi Japan, which is Juice Robinson and David Finley, and they were fighting, do you know who? Do you know who? Jay White and Yoshihashi, the Chaos Team. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, that was amazing. Then we had Suzuki-Goon, Minoru Suzuki, and Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Chaos, which is Yano and Ishii. That was fun. I remember that. And then we have Michael Elgin defeating Hiroki Goto and Taichi in a three-way for the Never Open Championship. That was interesting. Uh, Young Bucks versus the uh, uh, Losim Gumbernables de Hapon for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. And uh, the Young Bucks win. So then yeah. we have uh, Bullet Club, which is Hangman Page, Scrum, and Cody versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Rey Mysterio. <laughs> well, remember that? Like, I didn't it was a the point. the Super Juniors, and they just didn't. I'm going to be the best of Super Juniors, and I'm also going to wrestle Jushin Thunder Liger, dog. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm just going to sign this big fat check that uh, – Big fat contract WWE gave me. Never mind. Bye. I'm going to go get my eye poked out by Seth Rollins. (laughs) Okay. So that was awesome. Now the singles matches. We got Hiromu Takahashi. We have Mickey Mouse Mysterio. Is that just what we just created? (laughs) It's not as good. Joe Negron's is way better. He's way better. It's really funny. Um, So then match seven, we get the singles matches. Uh, So the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship is up for grabs. It's Takahashi. Hiromu Takahashi versus that guy and uh takashi wins that match is fucking awesome uh then chris jericho uh defeats naito in a okay but weird match for the intercontinental championship i didn't like that at all the match is fine um and then this uh this main event that's over an hour long so that that show is just kind of like a time capsule of what new japan was like at the time as all these shows are i just find it very interesting looking through the card that was before jane white turned heel you know what I mean? I don't know. He's tagging with Yoshihashi, and he was like, this ain't it, man. <laughs> Do something different. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, Luke. So we have – those are our match recommends for those. This has been a fantastic show. I'm feeling great about everything. Yep. What about next week? We got some uh, match recommends. I have a good one. What's yours? All right. So uh... – I needed a bit of a never break. I'll get back onto the never train of uh, title matches very soon. But so I went onto the New Japan World and I clicked on the junior tag title belts. And unfortunately, like if you're a fan of like uh, mid 2000s, the junior tag division, uh, a lot of these matches aren't up there. But in a sea of uh, matches that are available. I see one that is available. I see the wrestlers involved. And immediately, I was too excited to surprise you for the show, and I sent you the link. Uh, this is from 2007. So it's the New Japan Pro Wrestling 35th Anniversary Tour, and it's a thing called Brave New World. It's May 2nd, 2007. We're in Corican Hall. It's an IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship match. Jado and Gato 
versus Dick Togo and Taka Michinoku. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's amazing. I can't wait to watch that. Michinoku Pro was probably around back then too, or had just ended. So that's fucking great, man. Uh, Cause that's where those two guys kind of thrive the most. I bet you the match is like super high work rate. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You and I will probably be going into this girl. We're going to have a laugh here. And then we watch them and like, Oh, they're killing each other. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. It's going to be very, I would imagine it's going to be a lot more flippy than we think. And, and the people that'll be the, if, the, if anybody's going to be comedy, you're kind of silly. It's going to be Giotto and Gato. So, but, uh, I, I that's I watched that Jado and Gato versus Curry Man and American Dragon match that's on New Japan World today, and I posted a little video. I hope we're not in trouble, and a lot of people saw it. Uh, so thanks, thanks for that. Was weird. <laughs> I don't know why everyone loves that so much? People love Curry Man, but uh, you never know, you never know when you have when you have a Twitter account and all that. You never know what's actually going to be that one where people are like, hey. That's really cool and like it and all that. I, I woke up this morning to like so many notifications. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then yeah, I watched the clip and it was pretty fucking funny. So is that your recommend or like? No, what, no, what? it's not. It's not. That's not my recommend. So my recommend is we're gonna get into a wrestler that is, uh, you know, one of the most influential ever and uh, very important match here. You know, they say this is one of the most. Uh, I don't know most influential whatever matches ever uh, from some of the best uh, juniors of all time. So it is uh, the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship Finals. Um, I don't have a date here, but this is going to be easy to find on New Japan World. It's Tiger Mask versus the Dynamite Kid. So Dynamite Kid, uh, piece of shit in real life, everyone says. But, I mean, apparently this guy, I mean, this is – this is some shit, and uh, this is like what may have started a lot of the flippy stuff that we see in the future. And you know, it's funny we we've seen some of these other legendary juniors. You know, Jushin Thunder Liger, of course. We talked about uh, Hayabusa, I think, at one point. And we talked about um, who is the other guy, uh, Ultimo Dragon. So we've talked about some of these legendary guys, but we haven't talked about Tiger, or, uh, you know, the original Tiger Mask or this other Tiger Mask and Dynamite Kid either. So and it'll be fun to talk about them. I'm excited about it. Um, and I'm interested to share that with you guys as well. So there we go. Nice. Yes. Oh, man. That was a good one. That was a lot of good wrestling to talk about, too. Yeah, uh, Tonight, uh, both uh, recommends and the uh, actual two shows as well. Uh, yeah. Fuck. I'm glad we I'm glad we didn't wait until the I, – I thought there was a show this weekend, but yeah. – uh, I was wrong. So, uh, <laughs> it's okay, buddy. Yeah, which uh, and I'm glad we did it today because uh, go go wedding. I'm, I'm probably gonna be fucking hungover on Sunday or something. Oh yeah, get her. Yeah. It's... <laughs> uh, in Switchblade, we trust. Suzuki has a fish in a crawlspace. <laughs>